0: Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by KeepKey, the easy, safe, and simple way to protect your Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and many other digital assets. There's no time like the present to protect yourself from hackers, malware, and viruses. Visit KeepKey.com to order your secure hardware wallet today and use the code HUMANIST10 for a limited time 10% discount. And this episode is also sponsored by my patrons on Patreon. We got about $40 got about 700 bucks a month, and so I like to give different examples each episode for why they support. And here's why Patrick says he supports. He says, I've listened to several of your podcasts and read a couple of your Medium posts. I enjoy and respect your work. It's smart current, accessible, and open-minded, open-hearted content. Uh, I like that term, open-hearted. Uh, and I hope it's true. You're getting the full me. Um, so today we chat with Eric Meltzer, who's a partner in blockchain, China's largest um, blockchain-focused fund. And he's also the curator of this great newsletter called Proof of Work. Um, and we talk about a couple different things. One is the venture capital perspective on the Asian scene. We talk about Chinese crypto memes. We even talk in a little bit of Chinese. But as you'll see, 可是我不懂得意识到我了。Uh, Zhongwen uh, <laughs> I am embarrassed by my Chinese level. Um, yes. Um, so we also talk about a little bit about the newsletter and how it's kind of a common good. It's kind of glue for the commons. And uh, one thing that we're excited by is some kind of security token newsletter uh, that should come out. Um, and then finally, one thing that I've, my most interesting part of this episode, in my opinion, is talking about what it's like to be a crypto venture capitalist. And For him, one of the projects he's most excited by is this thing called Grin, which is this kind of anonymous, uh, or which is this, like, privacy-focused coin. um, And it's done by these anonymous people on the internet who have these Harry Potter GitHub names, and so he doesn't really know them. um, And he's not going to invest from, like, a classic seed round, and he's not even going to invest in, like, an ICO, um, which would be pretty new-age the way he's going to quote unquote invest um the way that their their company is going to invest is by mining the coin um because it's the only way that they can get that early access so um i find that pretty pretty fascinating as like a venture capitalist who is mining who's setting up servers and computers to mine a coin from this like anonymous github users new privacy focused cryptocurrency so uh yeah with that i hope you enjoy the show Hello, everyone. My name is Reese Sunmark, and you're listening to another episode of Creating a Humanist Blockchain Future. In this podcast, we take a systems thinking approach to doing good in the world. Um, and today we're going to focus on a little bit of series A macro systems, where we as humanity are headed, um, and then also a little bit of the software systems. What kind of structures are we building in code? Um, and to talk about both of those things, I'm very happy to introduce Eric Meltzer to the show. Is that how you say your last name? That is it. Okay, good. We didn't check beforehand. <laughs> and Eric is a partner at In Blockchain, China's largest blockchain-focused fund, and also the curator of the brilliant proof of work, um, a newsletter that highlights the progress of top projects um so eric thanks for being on the show and welcome yeah thanks for having me yeah excited to chat um and we're, we're chatting from boston um where eric is partially based out of but actually in blockchain is also one of china's biggest um, blockchain funds so could you tell us a little bit more about in blockchain and kind of uh, why you're based in china
0: yeah yeah uh, so in blockchain um we have offices in, in beijing in uh, Hangzhou, in tokyo Uh, seoul and then now in boston um and you know we're based in china i guess because that's where the founder of the fund started it uh we're still there because there's a really interesting community of people building cool blockchain stuff there um and in in fact i would say the infrastructure out in china is arguably better than most of what's out here i mean like the chinese exchanges are, are way ahead of the game there's a lot of really good chinese wallet software um so far they've lagged behind on you know actual like low- level blockchain infrastructure itself. Mm-hmm. So I would say as, as we invest, you know we, we're investing more in America for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, from an infrastructural perspective, it's great. There's a huge community. There's a lot of uh, like crypto traders as well. So it's you know from a cultural perspective, it's it's really ingrained in the culture in
1: China and also in Japan and in, and in Korea to a huge yeah. extent. Yeah. so if from a Chinese perspective, I feel like there's this tension where from like a classic Silicon like Valley startup perspective, people are like oh man um like china oh shenzhen's crazy and you know like shanghai's crazy um and like there's so many people working so much harder but with blockchain it's like oh wait but didn't they ban icos so like how do how does the banning of icos play out in china are you mostly in hong kong where people are or are you in you're in beijing and places and people are still working on blockchain work yeah, I mean, so I think
0: if there's a lot you can do that doesn't involve an ICO... Uh, <laughs> no! Yeah, like, you know, we, we don't even really... We don't really invest too much in ICOs. That's not a huge part of what we do. Um, and I think, you know, when that ban did come down, uh, that was motivated, I guess, by a lot of these really scammy ICOs that were out there. Yep. And I think what's I mean, funny is, like, ICOs get a lot of heat. I, I think ICOs are fine. Like, as a fundraising mechanism, actually, I think they're kind of cool. Um, I guess what I, what I find disappointing is that, like... The early ICOs, like, like I mean, the Ethereum ICO, were fairly egalitarian. Um, and they were an opportunity for kind of anyone that had a little bit of insight into, like, how cool this was going to become to really make a lot of money. And then as ICOs progressed, they became less and less egalitarian. And now, you know, there's seven pre-sales, and yeah. it's, it's just gotten kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But I would say, that, you know, the lack of that in China really hasn't stopped anyone from working on cool blockchain stuff. Um, you know, we actually... In blockchain, we're like the co-GPs on this new fund uh, called Grand Shores. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, $1.6 billion. And, and 30% of that comes from the Hangzhou city government, which is mm-hmm. kind of one of the more forward-looking, uh, progressive, you know, regional governments in China. So I think when people think uh, that, you know, the Chinese government is like really
1: anti-blockchain or something, that's, that's really not accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a much more nuanced situation than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing is by kind of cutting out ICOs, you don't that's not there's so many other ways to both create blockchain things and to invest in the ecosystem. Um, I think the funny thing with what you're saying with ICOs have turned into the seven pre-sales, or they've also turned into something like basic attention token where all of the um, tokens were sold in the first like 36 seconds or whatever. Yeah. Um, so thinking about from that Chinese perspective, I, a stat here said that 41% of startups that received funding in China in the first quarter were blockchain related. So that's kind of an example of that can't be true. You don't think that's true? No, I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> think there are there are a lot
0: of there are a lot of them, and, and, and you know a lot of the best Chinese VCs are doing a lot of blockchain deals. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, but I don't think it's forty one percent.
1: Got it. And just to, for my own edification, when you think like some of the best Chinese VCs. I know some of the more like blockchain-y ones but what are some of like the top names that people should maybe know when they think about China- the Chinese venture capital ecosystem yeah I mean the ones that I think that there's like the three or
0: four that are doing a lot of blockchain stuff so mm-hmm. there's uh, there's one that's called SoYuan Ventures mm-hmm. um, and that's run by this guy uh, Bo Feng. Mm-hmm. and they're they're really cool they're, they're like they're one of the few VCs, I think, that really gets blockchain. Mm-hmm. So they're not just investing in it because uh, it's hot, but they right. actually really understand the thesis behind why this is an interesting thing. So so yeah, Um there's a Gen Fund, which is a fund that was early on seeded by Sequoia. It's run by this guy Bob Shu. They've also done a lot of blockchain deals. They've done a lot of co-investing with us, um, and they've done a lot of cool stuff. Um, so there's a partner there uh, named YouSendai that's looking at, at blockchain stuff for them. And then uh, there's Danhua. So Danhua has an office in Palo Alto, actually, but they're also a Chinese fund, and they've done a lot of blockchain deals. So they have a partner, like the managing director there, uh Dove Wan, is is you know super tied into the blockchain scene, really gets it, and uh, they're doing a lot of that. And then also you know Sequoia China. So Sequoia China hmm. is like separate from Sequoia US, yep. and they're all they're definitely doing some blockchain stuff.
1: Interesting. Okay, huh? The. Um and is there? How does this feeling in China? How is that different than? Because when people talk about Asia, often something like Korea comes up, and how a third of you know people um, own cryptocurrency there or whatever. Right. Um, what is the vibe difference between Korea and Japan and China? Um,
0: you know, I don't. I don't have a ton of insight into what mm. it's like in Korea because mm. I've only been there super briefly. Okay. Um, and I think in Japan. Uh, A lot of crypto interest came from the fact that like there's a lot of just day traders in Japan there's a lot of cur- interestingly like currency trading is a thing that they actually do there like your average american like housewife is not a currency player, yeah <laughs> but like in japan that's a thing yeah and so crypto kind of felt like an easy transition uh, but i think there's like a huge trading population there and very very few devs hmm. um you know there is a cool there's like a great japanese blockchain dev community but it's very small mm-hmm. in china i think more of the interest came from the tech and vc sector mm-hmm. and so you had tons of these teams many of whom like what i've seen with this, is. Uh, many of the, the best teams in blockchain in China are people that have already had really big exits in traditional startups and then, you know, got got into this, had a look at it and are, you know started kind of diving in. So I think the Chinese scene is maybe a little more tech-focused, although there's also a very rich... And kind of hilarious like you know blockchain day trader scene there
1: with all their own slang it's, it's kind of awesome let's let's stay on that for a second because uh on twitter you post some of these chinese slangs uh and i i lived in china for a bit so let me see if i can say this 你最喜欢的, 你最喜欢的 crypto slang Oh, I like. I like like Bitcoin is
0: like Bitcoin then... oh, like big pancake. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you know, if Bitcoin is going up in price, people will say Da biāng like uh,
1: the big pancake took off or wow, it's flying. That's uh, funny. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's hilarious. And there's all this, you know, there's all this slang. Um,
1: what are some of your other favorite uh, Chinese? We can move away from Chinese because most of my listeners probably tǐng bù dōng and my zhōng wén is not very good. So, what um, what are some of your other five favorite Chinese slangs? Um, I mean, in
0: Chinese, there's a funny, a funny phrase uh, called "guo cai. So cai is leaks, mm-hmm. uh, and "guo" means like to cut something. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> there's this, there's this idea that like you know the market manipulators are constantly just harvesting every new batch of retail investors Uh, like leaks they grow back (laughs) there's this uh there's this perception that you know there's some shady market manipulators out there that are just profiting off the retail masses (laughs) yes
1: and just chopping new leaks that come into the ecosystem i like that that's funny any others that come to your mind i always i personally just love this kind of linguistic strange yeah
0: yeah what other funny ones are there um it's about. It's about. I mean, those are the ones. Those are. the big Do ones. they have memes? Do they oh, have yeah. like what are Do their bad memes? Oh, of course they have memes. Holy
1: shit. Does China have the, memes? The,
0: what a the, stupid? I mean, the, the, the Chinese actually. Yeah, like the Chinese meme ecosystem is like I would say like on a 10x. It's, it's it's like so much faster than in the US. Yeah. Like people will every like couple weeks there'll be some new phrase. Okay. But like you just kind of get if you're there and you're speaking <laughs> Chinese a lot. Yep. But like. Yeah, it's really interesting.
1: Much, much, much faster than the U.S. Because in the U.S. we have like Biddle is like a recent um, Ethereum base. Oh, I hate that. That's so you lame. Hate, you hate Biddle? That's so oh. lame, dude. I never like a look that. I don't know if it's, know if it's, know if
0: it's like Bweedle or... Like, yeah. It's just garbage, man. It's yeah. that's a garbage meme. I, like, it's funny. I like Ethereum and I think there's a great community around it. But I would say from a memetic perspective, yeah. Ethereum is is a lot weaker than bitcoin mm-hmm. like the the bitcoin Definitely. meme yeah. ecosystem is incredibly strong yeah. and and bitcoin itself is pretty interesting because I, th- I think of it basically as a meme mm-hmm. like bitcoin exists first as a meme and then as like a set yes. of instantiated software instructions yes um which is kind of cool i mean like and that's why like you know you have bitcoin maximalists there aren't very many eth maximalists yeah. out there yeah. uh and i think that that has to
1: do with sort of the degree to which it's become like a, a meme mm-hmm. and a, a culture yes yeah, and I think that the if there is an ETH meme, it's like it's pluralism, it's huh. building and shipping, mm-hmm. it's like right, being right. pragmatic towards the world, yeah. you know. Trying and that's to be... a hard thing to like build a cult around. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except the Vitalik, there's a Vitalik style, um, yeah, do good technical work kind of vibes. But um, so back to the Chinese memes, though, do they? Is there like a hashtag and then Chinese characters behind it, or is it? Um, are they primarily like usually they're pictures? Inv- yeah, okay, they're picture-based memes. Okay. Yeah, and then like the,
0: it's funny. Like you'll see, you can almost tell the provenance of a meme mm-hmm. because. Like, people just take the same JPEG and, like, work on top of it. And, like, the image quality just gets degraded every time they compress it. So you'll
1: see these, like, just totally blown-out images. And you're like, okay, this is an old meme. This is, like,
0: vintage you know, 2007 meme.
1: hilarious, yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of, like, some curation market-style things, where then you give money back to the earlier people who um, propagated the initial meme. That's funny. So is there another part about China that I think... People in the U.S. get a lot. It's like, oh, Neo is the China. It's like Chinese Ethereum or whatever. How? What does the smart contract ecosystem look like out there? Are people? I guess, yeah. Is 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 it fair to say? Like, how much do you know about Neo? or <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> Man, I, I can't talk about. I can't talk about any of this. These are, these are all our
0: portfolio companies. Uh, I will say. Oh, that, yeah. I yeah. will say that. Uh, I don't. I don't think from a from a personal perspective. Mm-hmm uh not representing the fund. Yeah. I don't think that it makes any sense that there would be a Chinese Ethereum. <laughs> Ethereum is the Chinese Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I mean Vitalik speaks pretty good Mandarin. Mm-hmm. He he wrote a lot of this code like hanging out in an apartment in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the idea that there would be some geographically distinct, you know, smart contracting platform for every geography strikes me as kind of ridiculous. Yep. Um that said, you know, Neo has a big foothold in China. Uh, they have a really good relationship with the local regulators, mm-hmm. um, and so there probably will be a place for stuff like that. I guess you know personally, I don't think I, I don't have a lot of interest in malleable uh, smart contracting systems or really malleable blockchains in general mm-hmm. um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, so so like at the point where you build something that regulators can control, you really it's not really a new thing. Like it's just a less efficient version of you know these centralized server based systems. Um, the other reason, I guess, is that I view the immalleability and immutability of, of, say, the Bitcoin blockchain as a really nice thing if you're trying to build stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have to worry that, like, you know, your transactions are going to get reversed or if you don't have to worry about it, then then you can build really interesting infrastructure on top of this somewhat unwieldy, uh, you know, extremely rigid structure. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the point, you know, where, like seven out of out of nine validators can decide that, you know, your transaction never happened, then you're dealing with a totally different beast. And I think a less interesting one.
1: Mm-hmm. So is that, I hear that as like bearishness towards smart contract platforms in general. Is that... Is, no, I don't mm-hmm. think so. So I
0: mean, I mean, so there's, I think the smart contract platforms, it's still like a totally new thing. If you look at it, there's like almost no one that's using smart contracts for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's not, you know, like they're really being used just to ICO stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so like we haven't really figured out what they're, we haven't really figured out a what they're really useful for, and b like how how you should make things for those use cases, which we also do not know yet. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. But we're getting there, right? I mean, so like there's uh, there's the the massive like augur mega smart contract that's gone through audit after audit after yep. audit. And, like eventually that's going to go live, mm-hmm. um, and so I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting smart contracting stuff. I think uh, there's room potentially for a smart contracting system for say financial applications that is not as full featured, that's not Turing complete as, as you know like the ETH. Yep. System is, but that does allow you to do, you know, more than Bitcoin lets you do. Yeah. Um, you know, so so one like a company we invested in this guys called Kadena mm-hmm. uh, out of JP Morgan. Like they're a JP Morgan kind of team that, that left to do their own thing. Uh, and I think what they're doing is cool like they have their own you know formally verifiable smart contracting language but it's not Turing complete yep. and it's on top of a blockchain that is proof of work based mm-hmm. but that has this kind of like federated side chains model mm. that maybe allows for better throughput Interesting. and I cool. think so we're going to see like a big explosion of these different smart contracting platforms yep. and then like Whichever ones actually get people building cool stuff on them will yep. will
1: flourish. Yep. And as you say, there are you don't necessarily need the Turing completeness of something like Ethereum, and you you likely need some variance on state, but you can do whatever you want for financial applications, which mm-hmm. seem like the very first frontier um, here. I think so, Yeah.
0: Yep. I think it's like the s- simpler kind of you know derivative type products or yep. you know stuff like that that's going
1: to be sort of the big first application of these things. Yep. And we'll see what it looks like when those other people try to pull developers away from the ethereum ecosystem um and how yeah i'm I'm very interested to see what that looks like going yeah yeah me too um so uh, i guess any other final thoughts from you on from just an in blockchain perspective anything else whether it's uh things you're especially looking at or um things you'd be especially interested in investing in or um some anything other parts of in blockchain that you'd like to talk about yeah i mean so the thing that
0: i'm really interested in investing right now is uh like I just I think that it's time for a return to a transactional medium that has a similar profile from a privacy perspective to cash mm-hmm. and so I guess what I mean by that is like you want I mean you know cash isn't necessarily perfectly private but it's very hard to mass surveil cash transactions yeah. and so I think that's a huge need uh, I think that's sort of the status quo that we had for millennia until we ended up with this weird centralized digital money like PayPal that allows for just completely panoptic surveillance yep. um, and I think we're going back to that and so like, you know, I want to have a stake in every good privacy-focused coin out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're early investors in Zcash, and so you know we have a pretty big Zcash stake. Uh, I really like what Zuko and the team are doing there. Um, we have a pretty decent Monero stake. Um, you know, we we're early investors in, in Moxie's new thing called MobileCoin, mm-hmm. which is another privacy-focused uh, project. And then uh, you know, there's this new one on the horizon called Grin. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, grin's being worked on by a pseudonymous team of you know mm-hmm. Harry Harry mm-hmm. Potter named uh, mm-hmm. badasses <laughs> out there. Who I think you know, I think a lot of them are like Bitcoin people and, and Monero people. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool project. Also, you know, has a, a, a privacy focus. So we're gonna we're gonna probably mine some some grin. Or, okay. you know, get involved with grin at some level.
1: You might mine it actually. Yeah. Well, so so a lot that of these projects be I mean, a fascinating way to get part of that ecosystem. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's not so it's 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 an asynchronous algorithm, so you have to mine it on graphics cards. Yep. But uh, that's the only way to get it. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of these... What I really like, actually, these, these new proof-of-work projects. There's no pre-mine. And so... No
1: it's a fair launch and if you want to get some you just have to mine it
0: yeah, uh, yeah. so I like
1: that yeah. yeah no that's interesting that's a totally it's funny to think oh I'm a venture capitalist and what do I do well I build up server farms so I can mine new yeah. privacy coins you yeah. know built by pseudonominus you know, so yeah <laughs> built by ignotus peverell
0: I mean so we're 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 uh, we're not VCs though like in blockchain like I mean we're very flexible mm-hmm. in what we do and we kind of do everything so we we have like a hedge fund side of things we have an investment banking side of things mm-hmm. uh we do do like the VC type deals uh you know we used to run one of the biggest exchanges in china Mm -hmm. so we're kind of everywhere and and the lps that we do have in the fund uh are people who really get blockchain and who are really flexible um, and that's been a huge advantage for us. So like we can do whatever we want. I mean, other people are like, oh, our LPA says we can't do token deals. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that sucks. But like, yeah. we can do truly however, you know, the structure doesn't matter to us. And we're happy to, you know, if, if we see a cool project, and the only way to get it is to go mine it, then we're going to go mine it. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah. I think you got to have that uh, pole kind of mindset. Um. Cryptocurrency is vibrant and exciting, but it's not without its share of bad actors. Exchanges and personal accounts can get hacked. Computers can be infected with malware. Left unprotected, your digital wealth is up for grabs. Don't let yourself be a victim. KeepKey is the safest and simplest way to protect your Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and other tokenized assets. This hardware wallet is a separate device that you control. Brought to you by the pioneering team at Shapeshift, KeepKey works with the wallet software on your computer to manage your private keys and transactions. Your device is pin protected, which provides protection if it falls into the wrong hands. Its large display lets you carefully view and approve every transaction. And if your KeepKey is ever lost or stolen, you can safely recover your device without compromising its private keys. The bottom line, you'll sleep easier knowing that your digital wealth is safe and secure. Visit KeepKey.com to order yours today and use the code HUMANIST10 for a limited time 10% discount. okay so let's try to kind of transition over to um proof of work now and proof of work is a newsletter that eric curates um and it has just a bunch of various projects um in the ecosystem that uh, essentially eric sees as good um so (laughs) let's let's talk and it's honestly it's a great high quality um newsletter especially because when there's lots of various like, oh man, like, you know, FUD and all things of that variety or scams. Like, look, these are just people who are executing on really good projects and here's what they did last week. Um, So tell me though, like, how do you think about the curation aspect of it? Um, Who is allowed to get on the newsletter? Will anybody ever get kicked off the newsletter? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, So yeah, proof of work, uh, proofofwork.news for anyone that wants to sign up. Uh, was basically just came out of like, I was having these conversations with people working on a lot of the projects that I like, uh, some of whom are our portfolio companies, but many of whom are are not, you know, our investments. They're just things that I like. Uh, And I was having these conversations, you know, pretty much weekly with these people asking them like, hey, what did you guys build this week? You know, what's going on? Um, How can I help? And doing that, then I realized like other people would probably be interested in this info. And so I threw it together uh, and it had a really lame name in the beginning. I think it was, I think it was calling it Token Update. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Token Update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I had a contest where I was like, "Help me name this." Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, who's actually a pretty well-known author, sent me the name Proof of Work. That's fine. And I was like, "Oh, that's, that's so good. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, that's perfect. That's yeah. a killer name." Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like, now, <laughs> now, that I have such a good name, I actually have to go do this thing. Yes. Yes. Um, and so yeah. So I mean, I picked the projects just basically based on like who I think is is working on like meaningful meaningful stuff i mean so actually like in blockchain like we're pretty against you know complicated investment theses Mm -hmm. and so we don't really have any like investment thesis but uh one thing we do we do say is like we like to invest in meaningful blockchain applications Mm uh and and so that's what's on proof of work is like people that are doing something where a like you couldn't just do it on bitcoin like you need to have your own chain to do this thing and b you know it's a useful thing that people actually want Mm -hmm. Uh, and so yeah like the projects you know every week they send in updates on what they're doing and I kind of collate those updates and then usually
1: I write like a little intro in the beginning and
0: yeah, that's about it. I don't think I'm gonna necessarily kick anyone off.
1: Yeah, what would make you kick someone off? I guess though, if someone, you know? I mean, I mean if, if a
0: project just like just decided to stop working on something, I definitely would drop them. Yes, uh, yeah. or if their updates just got really lame. Yeah, um, there definitely is. I will yeah. say this without naming any names. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some projects that every week like blow me away with how good mm-hmm. their updates mm-hmm. are. I guess like Zero X is the one that comes to Zero mind. Zero X is constantly. <laughs> Zero God. X are like monsters, dude. Like, they just they just ship and ship and ship and <laughs> yeah, ship. Uh, and like, what? yeah, I've told people this before, but like in the past, like the highest. Tom, who's like a, a product manager, yeah, and before yeah. they hired him, uh, they were like, Yeah, we're gonna hire this good PM to like make our, our shipping pipeline more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Geez, can can you guys like not maybe like yeah. let these <laughs> other guys live, <laughs> yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> make Tom go to one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, Zero X <laughs> is great. Uh, you, know, you know, Zcash, Zcash, like every week is shipping new code, every <laughs> week is working on really important stuff. Um, you know, Sia is uh, a project where, like, every single week they have a meaningful update. Mm-hmm. Um, they say something weird in those where They say nebulous repos. They always say, like... Oh, so <laughs> nebulous is the family... Is the, the holding company of Sia.
1: That's oh. Why. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I, should probably, I,
1: should, I should probably, like... Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, that there company. was just the person being like, some repos are updated. <laughs> you know, random repos are updated. I don't really know what happened. No, 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 <laughs> no yeah, yeah. that's the That's the holding
0: company for Sia. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, I like the sci updates. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they're all, pretty much everyone in there. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, like, the ones that I haven't named are not bad. They're also all really good. Um, But, but yeah, and then so, so how I decide whether, like, a new project goes on is, Mm -hmm. is, it's pretty tough because there's a lot of really cool projects I do want to add. Um, I think at this point we're getting kind of close to the limit where if I add any more, it's it's just going to be too long. And so I actually, I'm I'm bringing on a full-time team Mm -hmm. in China. Uh, and we're gonna make like a proof of work website. Yep. Um, I, haven't, I haven't talked about this yet, so this is like the first announcement. Ooh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, breaking news. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, so we're gonna have like a website uh, for it, and, and the updates will be available there, and you'll be able to sort by stuff like, you know, decentralized exchange or privacy coins or whatever. Yep. Um, and then we'll keep doing the newsletter, of course, and the newsletter will remain the central thing. But uh, maybe there'll be, like, some way to kind of collapse or expand sections Mm -hmm. just so that we can add more stuff without it being, like, information overload. Yeah, Um, yes. But it's, you know, it's always going to be free. It's always going to be non-commercial. We're not going to do ads just because, you know, personally, like, this is what I want to read.
1: I don't want to, like... there's a lot of like you know high noise low signal stuff out there so much high yeah. noise. Yeah. It's like, uh, and for me just to wrap it more for saying i i get three newsletters i get this week in ethereum i get token economy and i get proof yep. of work yep. you know it's yeah. like, a lot of people have said that like <laughs> yeah the, the, the trifecta <laughs> yeah good blockchain newsletters exactly. i really like those two also i read those two also yep.
0: um and i think so so this week in ethereum just feel, to me feels a lot like proof of work but like for mm-hmm. specifically for ethereum yeah. stuff yeah um although evan was first like I, I got my inspiration from him not the other way around mm-hmm. um and then now there's, like, 0x actually has something called Relayer Update. Yep. The first one hasn't gone out yet, I think. Uh, I think it just like, went they, out they just, Yeah, yeah okay. just I haven't even ahead. got a chance to read it. Yep. But yeah, so there's, it's like, you know, proof of work, but for specifically 0x ecosystem. Yep. And I'm hoping we'll see
1: more of that. Yeah, which ones, I was going to ask you that, what other ecosystems, I mean, 0x is known as, like, the first meta protocol on right, top of Ethereum. Right. So, yeah. like, could you see, what other, like, meta protocol newsletters do you see being coming up would, that would be cool yeah. yeah i mean someone's gonna write
0: one for eos for mm-hmm. sure yeah uh, there's a lot of i mean just be, even just purely because eos has like billions of dollars of funding out there for, <laughs> yes. for dApps like people are going to be building interesting stuff there yes. Yes. um you know like i really like zcash's dev updates they're really mm-hmm. good uh, and, and you can get a big picture like uh, one thing that i wish i could distill better for proof of work that i do a lot of uh and i feel like that other vcs are not maybe doing enough is like just go read the forums like mm-hmm. i just go read the i read the the you know the PRs on github the issues on github the, uh so good, yeah. the forums i read like bitcoin talk still
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and i think there's a lot of like valuable information there and especially like if you want to know how centralized a project is from the decision making perspective mm-hmm. you can just go read the forums and see like who has a voice and who is allowed mm-hmm. to speak and mm-hmm. you know like how these decisions get made yep. um that was like you know for us like i'm pretty bullish on on zcash and zcash gets a lot of flack for having like the zcash corporation or whatever yeah. but then if you go read the forums you see like there's like vigorous discussion about what to do there's like mm-hmm. the foundation you know and, and there are some sometimes at odds with the corporation and there's yeah. all these you know random developers and so like i think it's a pretty robustly you know community driven decision process mm-hmm. and I, you can get that information that information is out there yeah. and it's really that's honestly that's something i love about this space is that like because these are open source projects uh most of the information you need to make an investment decision is out there for anyone which is really cool and and very different from VC you know traditional VC so like there is definitely deal flow still exists and and if you have a good reputation, you're going to be seeing these deals before other people. Uh, however, like once these things are on the market, you can make investment decisions based off public
1: information, yeah. and that information is just as, as useful as you make it. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty cool to me. I totally. really like that. And you have to have your own good curatorial perspective towards the world, but mm-hmm. once you have that, then yeah, yeah, if you're good at signal-to-noise, then you can derive the signal. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to ask, though, this question of... So like I can imagine an EOS-specific newsletter or a Zcash-specific one, but I'm saying specifically at like the meta protocol level um how zero oh, i mean like privacy coins or, or no, no like something that's something that's built on top of a smart contract platform like zero is built okay. with ethereum is like underneath yeah, it yeah. um could you imagine like like other projects are trying to do things uh, like i mean like dharma for example which is one level higher than yeah. um uh than zero x Are there other things like that where you're like, ooh, this project seems like it could have a really awesome ecosystem building on top of it, and so awesome that they would have their own, you know, proof-of-work style? Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I think uh, non-fungible tokens, and like maybe Decentraland, like Decentraland could have its own newsletter. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Decentraland guys are really crushing it, and uh, that's a project where I'll, I'll admit I was quite skeptical of it initially. Yeah, it feels because <laughs> I'm like, there's no way these guys can execute on even like half of what they're saying. They're exactly via what Plus. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, they just keep crushing it. And mm-hmm. it's it's to be frank, like uh, Open Bazaar and and uh, the Central Land mm-hmm. Tamir in the same bucket, where it's like it still kind of sucks to be frank. Mm-hmm. Like the, the product mm-hmm. is not there yet. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. they have these teams that are just like unwilling to stop uh-huh. shipping code until the thing is good uh-huh. and you can see it's just like it's on this road to being a good thing yeah. like it's just
1: every update it gets better and better and better and mm-hmm. like the teams are totally not losing interest and yep. it's great so, that's cool yeah I'm happy about that yeah I think that there's and because they're NFT specific newsletters but I agree that of the NFT platform something like Decentraland mm-hmm. could to be to one of to one the top ones yeah, yeah. coming up that's yeah I guess the other one is like
0: you know no one's really no one's done one for like security tokens yet yeah because those aren't really so much of a thing yet mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be this really interesting ecosystem of like tokenized security. Yeah, and yeah. someone could
1: write something about that for yes, sure. Yes, that makes sense. Um, cool, interesting. I mean, so thinking about other kinds of commons work, could you see there being, because I see something like proof of work as this awesome piece of like kind of glue for the ecosystem whereas like you were just doing something um for yourself and you're like oh wow this would be great to open source this um, and in addition to that um you know something like the proof of work common app and let's just talk about that for a second actually could you tell us a little bit about the proof of work common app
0: yeah, I, I've, I've like neglected this over the past two weeks, so I'm embarrassed to even mention oh, it. Oh, awkward! I have to really, yeah, I have to go to like, get back to all the common app people. I'm, I'm the worst, but uh, but actually, you no, know, my assistant is going to like take over this and make it really awesome. So yep. like, I'm, we can talk about it. Proof of work common app. Here's what it is. So like, all these companies that are on proof of work uh, and you know open source communities, many of them are hiring. Uh, for most of these companies, like hiring is the biggest challenge that they face, just because yes. there's not that many you know people out there that can do the things that they need. Um, At the same time, there's like this huge interest from newly graduated people, from people that were in these fields, you know, like cryptography, that for a long time were not super hot fields uh, that have suddenly become extremely hot because of cryptocurrency. Um, And so we we made this thing that's just like a Google form and you can fill it out and then, uh, you know, you fill it out with your name and and who you are and, and a brief resume kind of thing. And then all the companies on proof of work see that application, and if they think you're a good fit, they can contact you. Yeah. And so it's a way for people to just completely, you know, connect to the ecosystem in a pretty easy way. Yes. Uh, and it's been cool. We got we got incredible responses. Uh, the first batch of people that responded were like off the charts mm-hmm. uh, qualified. <laughs> There's some question I put in there like what's the coolest thing you've ever done or whatever and like some of the responses to that were just insane I was like oh I like like, rescued a girl who got kidnapped from like the Sahara Desert
1: wow I was like dude wow (laughs)
0: Indiana Jones that's extremely cool (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, and you know someone that had launched a satellite uh, that was like it was really Blockstream yeah yeah yeah, shout (laughs) out Blockstream shout out Adam back um but yeah, so so that was cool, and we're gonna keep doing that, and I'm gonna automate it a little bit more, so mm-hmm. that like the projects just get these applicants in a steady stream every yep. few weeks. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think that this is just—it's part of this cool stuff where there's so much. Once a lot of the ecosystem has this kind of commons, open source, open access mindset, and as a result of that, you'll have a lot of essentially access for people to become glue within the ecosystem, and something like this proof of work common app is a great. I think it's a great glue within the ecosystem. Um, do you see there being, I feel like a lot of them come from like venture capitalists because they have, there's a lot of like money and funding and also smart people up there that then can, and also who have a high kind of synthesis perspective towards things. Mm-hmm. What are some other, pretend that you could pay some, you know, let's say you had five people who were just ready to do ops, you know, every week or whatever, one person ready to do ops every week. For kind of glue for the blockchain and crypto ecosystem, what kind of stuff would you want um, them to work on? What other like commons things for the commons um, would you want to exist? I think I mean, there's I think there's a there's
0: a lot of like just infrastructure that needs to get built. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Lightning Network is a great example. Where like, and I think actually there's a there's a chance, and and I probably shouldn't. I mean, so there's like lightning network, there's uh, you know, cross-chain atomic swaps for something that can get built on top of that. Yep. Um, there's all this like zero X based infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all this stuff is really awesome. I think there's a decent chance that no one really ends up making much money off of it. Yeah. Like I think there's a decent chance it just provides a ton of consumer surplus yep. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah so like Dharma, like Dharma and DYDX, for example, like these are two projects I really love yeah. uh, and I'm sure the team has like a good answer for this so like I'm not gonna like when I say this please don't take this as like mm-hmm. fact my sense is that it's gonna be very hard to monetize those things yeah. despite them being quite valuable yeah. uh, just because like there's smart contracts that are out there that anyone can use that anyone yeah. can fork yeah. um, and so I think it would be great if we could figure out a good fu- a good funding mechanism a, a sustainable funding mechanism for things like this that are like providing useful value to everyone yeah. but that are difficult to monetize. Yeah. Uh, and you know like lightning for all the attention it gets there's probably like 15 devs mm-hmm. out there working full time on like lightning implementations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there should be like you know a hundred right yeah. and yep. so there's people out there that are doing really good work in this regard uh the mit digital currency initiative yep. the dci uh run by neha is uh, a badass place with a lot of really badass people working on cool stuff and a lot of lightning developers employed there yep. um and we're gonna we're gonna try to support them a little bit this year and uh Hopefully, find you know more places like that that are building stuff that is, you know, creating a huge amount of value
1: for people, but maybe isn't able to capture that value. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's and that's been a classic problem within the ecosystem of like, hey, there's this great infrastructure that needs to get built. How do we build it? Um, And it essentially is a a pseudo tragedy of the commons problem. But people just need to say, hey, let's fund it. Um, And if it if it gets money, if it brings value back later, that's fine. But primarily, this is just a grant. So right. I think that's sort of how we've seen a lot of these grant ecosystem things. Right. I, um, yeah, that's interesting. For me, I always want there to also be answers because I think that's like classic answer. It's like infrastructure and infrastructure grants. I also kind of want there to be kind of weirder answers, kind of like like I think proof of works common app is a weirder answer mm. where you say, hey, we need a essentially a, a location where good people, a marketplace for people yeah, to, yeah. you know. And so I, I I don't know if there are any other answers here, but I'm always interested. Well, by... cer- I
0: mean, certainly there's
1: just like the education pipeline. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: like So this the blockchain education network uh, yep. run by this girl Jing uh, yep. Jing Wang, who's a total badass also, and uh, she's doing a ton of stuff to just bring more smart people into the blockchain ecosystem. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so blockchain education network uh, is like a great example of like a thing we need way more of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have some funding I would say that they're still like underfunded and so if, if people are looking for like cool stuff to support that's definitely a big one um, and also like I've seen so Jing like makes incredibly good use of funds mm-hmm. so like for every dollar that goes into that there's like a blockchain Pretty developer different. coming out yeah, yeah so that's yep. cool uh, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Song at uh, Blockchain Capital runs, like, a, a few blockchain sort of programming seminars yeah, that cool. also tend to produce extremely competent developers mm-hmm. at a really high rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need more of that. Yep. Um, and it's cool. So Blockchain Cap is, like, I think... They're calling it Project Platypus or something, but like they have, they've like got Jimmy like in there funded, you know, ready to do this on a full-time basis, uh, running like community and, and education. So I think that's super cool. Um, we need more of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Cool. Um, well, is there anything else on the, on the top of your mind before you wrap up? Um, that's about it. Uh, cool. You know, if, if anyone has a cool blockchain project that
0: they're working on, you can always find me on Twitter. Uh, my DMs are open, at, at Wheat Pond. Wheat Pond.
1: Yeah, yeah. I never got
0: that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and a lot of people ask me that. It's like, it's a transliteration of my my name in
1: Chinese. Oh, okay. So, got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, yes, you yeah. can find them on Wheat, Wheat Pond at Twitter. Yeah. Um, and you can also go to InBlockchain. Um, yeah. InBlockchain.com. InBlockchain.com. Uh, or, you know, ProofofWork.news. Proof uh, proof Highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Great, yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show. Um, and by the way, other listeners, if you want to uh, support me, you can go to patreon.com slash That's patreon.com R-H-Y-S-L-I-N-D-M-A-R-K. You can also stake uh, ETH on the staketree.com slash Rieslandmark. Okay, thank you and goodbye.